and welcome to Totally Weird and Twisted. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello. You have reached 1-800-TWAT. <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird if it was like an actual phone number? Oh my god, we should try it sometime. Some random person will pick up and we'll be like, okay. We only dialed seven numbers, but... But somehow we but hey. called China. So. Right. <laughs> hey, boo, hey. Yeah. Anywho, we're Anywho. back. We're back. And we're in the garage again. You're welcome. <laughs> that is so crazy. We're still in the garage a week later. But I do understand that Katie has had some weird happenings happening. Oh, my God. I didn't happening, even, happening. I didn't happening. even plan that. Um, <laughs> weird happenings <laughs> happening at her house. So they're not like at first listen. You're kind of like, OK, but it's one of those things that you probably have to like experience it for yourself you to do. be like, this is fucking weird. You do. So you all know that I live in like a new neighborhood. There's a bunch of houses, whatever. It's a subdivision. However, I'll go outside and sit on my porch all the time. I like to go outside at night when it's quiet. Everyone else is asleep. I love just sitting outside when it's quiet. It's I would like peaceful. that too. There's no one around. And you know. And you don't have a creepy neighbor to keep you inside. I don't. Yeah, that's what keeps me from doing you it. You know, I can tell, you know, all my neighbors have their lights off. Everyone's asleep. No one's outside. You could hear just, you can hear the frogs. You can hear the cicadas. You can hear, it's just quiet. But like, it's also the kind of thing, like even when the cicadas and the frogs are loud on my porch, you could hear like a pin drop next to you though. Like oh, okay. you can yeah. hear footsteps. Yeah, you, you can, can hear what's far away from you. But you can also hear something's coming up next to you. Cause like I've yeah. heard like, Footsteps and shit. Okay, so what? Like have you in my heard? grass. Oh, that's crazy. So, a couple weeks ago, I texted Mandy and I was like, "Don't let me forget to talk about the whistles." Yes, and I am ready to hear about the whistles. So for weeks, I would be outside, and it didn't matter if it was like ten thirty at night or three o'clock in the morning. I'm a night owl. Well, it's when everyone else is sleeping and you have time to. That's shop. my time. And I would be outside, sitting on the porch, sometimes for hours, sometimes for 20, 30 minutes at a time, sometimes multiple times a night. Sometimes I would just sit there for hours. Okay. But for weeks, off and on, throughout a week, for weeks at a time, I would hear somebody whistling. And it sounded legit like a human. It like couldn't a have been like person. A, a whistling frog or something. No, it would be like... Like, Ooh. whistling. That's creepy. Now, again, Katie's making shit up in her head. She lives in a big subdivision, whatever. Right. But it was always when I was outside by myself, and it never came from the same place twice. Ooh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. And again, sometimes it would happen at 9.30 at night. Sometimes it would happen at 3 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes it would happen... To the right of my house. Sometimes it sounded like it was coming from right behind my porch. Sometimes it sounded like it was across the street. What? Sometimes it sounded like it was coming from the wood line. So it's like, is somebody watching me? Oh my gosh, I know. There's nothing scarier than thinking a real person is watching you. Or... A ghost is creepy, but a real person is so much creepier. Oh my God, and he's just fucking with you by whistling. Right. But, Ooh, you might have a creepy neighbor too that you don't but know the, about. But the worst part is, is I've always had that really strong, like somebody's watching you sense. 
Like, always. Yeah. Always, always, always. I always get that spidey sense, like somebody's watching you. Yeah. Like, it kicks on immediately. I've, I never, ever got that feeling. And oh. every time, no, when I've heard the whistling, I never yeah. got that feeling. Oh, okay. There have been plenty of times I've been outside. So you never sensed, like, a real person was there? Like, a flesh and blood human? I never felt like I was being watched. Now, there have been plenty of times where I've been outside in the dark by myself, doing the same thing, just sitting there looking at the stars, just sitting on my porch by myself. You know what I mean? And I'll get the sense like somebody's watching me. Anyone could be looking out their window right. and be like, oh, somebody's sitting there. Because yeah. I sit there with the lights off. And if you get that it's, feeling, you have to trust it. Like, yeah. Okay, someone's watching me. I'm going inside now. It's exactly. Yeah. I turn off the lights on my porch. It is pitch black because I don't want people being like, why is she just sitting there for hours? Right. So I make sure that I blend in with the dark. So you're just sitting there like a weirdo in the dark? <laughs> just Literally. Oh. Because I don't want the light shining on me. I don't want people to know that I'm sitting there. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. You know, it's that's what I, I told you. That's what I do on my deck, like on school mornings when it's dark. Well, no, I do it specifically so no one can see me. Like if I take moose out, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really dark outside, I don't put the lights on because I don't want any certain party to see me. Right. Yeah. I I don't want people to know that I'm sitting there. But but the whistling the whistling sounds human. Right. And there's no there's no pattern to it. Yeah. And it can come from any angle. It comes from any angle, and the whistle isn't always the same either. Oh, that is so creepy. But it's never like a, like it's never, it's, but it's, it's just like a, it's hey, an, I'm here. It's an ominous. Have you ever heard it in your house? No. Okay. No, I have not heard it in my house. Um, But it would happen on and off for weeks. But the second I texted Mandy about it, it stopped. That is so weird. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to figure out, like, oh, maybe it's, you know, this neighbor playing a joke on me. Because, like, maybe I thought it was, like, this one particular neighbor. Right. Well, that neighbor went out of town for a week. And you heard it. And I heard it twice the week he was gone. So I was like, well, that blows that theory out of the water. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, what if you have like a secret stalker or something? Maybe. I don't know. But like oh I said, it would goodness. come from all... And sometimes... And I'm not talking about I would hear it one time in one night. I would hear it like two or three times in one night. And then like one or two nights later, I would hear it again. And maybe that night I only heard it once. Right. It but just, then the very next night, like I said, there was no pattern to it. It was unpredictable, it, yeah. And it literally didn't matter what time... Of night, I was outside. Yeah, that's really weird. It could be ten o'clock. It could be Dude, midnight. If I heard that shit. Oh my god. And I'd sometimes it could be like ten o'clock, and then I would go outside again at one a.m. and I would hear it both times. Yeah. And then I wouldn't hear it for four days, or I might hear it the very next night, and it would come from a different place. Now, has anything else weird been happening around your house? So for the past, it happened twice. Last week, or this week, I guess, because it's Saturday. So, we had our, we have like a big veranda on the back of our house, and we had it screened in, and it's like half of a story off the ground. Mm -hmm. So, we had, um, we had like that crisscross, what do you call that shit? Lattice. Yeah, we had it kind of walled off, but we had a door put on because we store my fire pit table under there okay so it's like a 
it's bigger than a crawl space, but you can't stand up and walk under there. Right. You know what I mean? So we have like some lawn chairs and my fire pit table. Oh my gosh. What if you hear the whistling coming from under your deck? God, if I hear it under my deck, I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> oh my God. So. Oh, I'm so scared to think about. So. So. You go, like my backyard is fenced in. It's like a vinyl privacy fence. You can't see through anything. It's not like board on board. It's like. Right. Privacy, like you can't see through that shit at all. And um, so with the lattice, we had a door. Uh-huh. It's like, two, it's kind of like French door style where they open outwards. Okay, yeah. But it has a lock on it. So the, ugh, I'm getting fucking chills. Like my skin is. I know, you're creeping me out, My man. skin is crawling because it happened yesterday and the day before. Ooh, what? Tell me. So late afternoon. Okay. I go out on my back deck with Bella, my dog. In the sunlight, so it's summer. and Yeah. And I have heard that door that is locked, that goes under my deck, slam shut. Shut the fuck up. To the point where my dog goes flying through the doggy door, but she doesn't go to where the door is. She goes to other parts to like try and see through the lattice work at a different part under my deck. What? Mm-hmm. Now, did you check the door to make sure it was still locked? Uh-uh. <laughs> well, you better do that. It's broad daylight. I'm like, ugh. You better do that. So I asked my mom if she's heard anything weird when she takes Bella out in the morning. Yeah. Because my mom gets up at like fucking 530 like a psychopath. <laughs> and, That's when I get up now, unfortunately. And she's like, no, I haven't heard anything. And she's like, why? And I'm like, I'm just curious. Yeah. I'm like, have you seen like Bella heard it slam like twice? Sniffing around the deck? No. She's like, Kate, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, just curious. Yeah. So just wondering. So yesterday I heard it again. And she must have seen my face. So she she comes out on the back deck and she's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you're gonna think I'm fucking nuts, or you're gonna think it's an animal, but how does an animal unlock the fucking door? Yeah. Like there's a lock on it. Yeah. Like a lock that you have to take off. Did she check it out? No. <laughs> like, I'm going to have to go, like... You, you got to lock that shit. <laughs> Make I, sure. So I never saw the door actually open. But you I, heard it. I just heard it slam shut. Yeah. Like, it has to be... And for it to slam, because it's not heavy. Yeah. That means either somebody has to... Or something has to pull it or push it shut. That is crazy. It's made out of lattice. It's wood. It's not... Yeah. It's not vinyl. It's yeah. wood lattice. Yeah. So we're like, so my mom was like, what the fuck? Why haven't you told me this? I'm like, I don't know. I don't <laughs> want it to really be happening. But Bella fucking took off. Like through the doggy door on and the that, door. And that like solidifies like you're not crazy. My something. dog yeah. is like, what the fuck was that? And mm-hmm. she didn't go to where the door is. She went to wherever she could smell whatever it is. An animal is not going to take a lock off of a door and slam that bitch. Right. So now I'm like, is there a fucking person under my deck? Oh my God. Like frogging or whatever they call it. Squatting? No, there's something. It was from a movie I watched called Frogging where they like find different areas in your house that you don't use to like live in for a little bit. Yeah. Well, God, I hope not because (laughs) I spend... My nights on my porch, oh because my you can God. see the stars. You and can't shit. see up through the porch, right? The, the cracks are smaller than this. Okay, 
but you can tell that somebody's there. I spend like a lot of my day on my back porch. Yeah. And my night on my front porch. You're going to have to die. <laughs> You're going to have to go down there during the bright daylight, even bring your mom with you. With a shotgun. Open, open the doors and shine a flashlight in there. Make sure there's no fucking like sleeping bag and pillow under there. And make sure that person can't whistle. Oh my God. Well, if there's any person who cares if they can whistle, like fucking call the police. <laughs> I, you need to check that shit out. I know. So now I'm like, uh, now I'm freaked out because there's whistling and then the whistling stops. Yeah. Like it, I haven't heard the whistling in like two weeks, but I was hearing it for like a solid month at yeah. least. And then I text Mandy about it and it fucking stops. So Mandy's my whistler. But now <laughs> I have banging on these doors locked shut. doors and now my dog is like okay and now this has happened that that happened three times yeah that's this past crazy. week i'm like what is happening under my deck see most stories like this my brain always goes to a person a person exactly first. it does not go to paranormal nope. shit because I'm not too afraid of that. I am afraid of a real person. I'm afraid of a person. Getting into my am space. I, I feel like I'm being watched is what I feel that like. That is so fucking scary. And I that feel is like the I'm worst feeling watched. ever. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel it doesn't like that happen. all the time. I know the feeling. It's horrible. It doesn't happen to my mom. It doesn't. So uh, fun oh, fact. Oh, I used man. to have a stalker. Oh my gosh. Yes. And so I, I like legit had a fucking stalker. Yeah. Back in like, I think it was like 2003. And it was the scariest fucking thing in the world. Like, I could literally say anything. Like, I, I could sit outside my house and I could say something and then it would happen. Like, yeah, I had a legit fucking stalker and I knew who it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, I finally was able to get it to stop. Um, it took me a while to figure out who it was. Mm-hmm. But um, I had never been more fucking freaked out in my life. I bet. And that all I can terrifying. say is the flashbacks are not fun. Oh, now yeah. it could just be somebody walking around the neighborhood whistling and I just happen to hear it. Yeah. But who does that? In like three o'clock in the morning, 9 PM, three o'clock, 2 AM. And only I hear it. Yeah. And sometimes it sounds like it's on the side of my house. And sometimes it sounds like it's across the street. That is so. And sometimes it creepy. sounds like it's in the dark corner of my house this where there's like nowhere a to go. Pasta right here. It's like the smiling man. It's the whistling man. Yeah. No. It creeps me the fuck out. And now it sounds like there's something under my fucking oh. deck oh. in oh. my fenced-in backyard that you can't get into. You better hope that shit's paranormal, because if it's not, you got to get under there and check. I know. It's like a horror movie thinking about going in a fucking crawl space <laughs> under your house. I know. It's so. Bring creepy. your mom with you. Be like. Grab my feet. I'm going to look in here the flashlight. My mom. Sure. I'm going to go get one of my manly ass neighbors and be like, yo, bring a gun. Yeah. Come check this shit out with me. Yeah. Even I'm going to hold an- your feet and even, you go in there. Even if it's an animal, shoot that bitch between the eyes. Thanks. <laughs> I'll get it out. You just shoot it. Thanks. Yeah. God. Oh my goodness. That's so creepy though. Mm-hmm. It's like something so insignificant to some people, but like when it's happening to you, it's like. Like, seriously, what the fuck is happening? It keeps happening. Yeah. That's the problem. No, to it's, me, that is creepy as fuck. It keeps happening. 
So I, I literally feel like I'm being watched. And there's nothing scarier than that. Cause you're mm-hmm. like, well, what's your next move, bitch? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, I well, just, I don't, I don't want to. I look forward to future updates on this situation. I hope there are no updates, other than it was just a raccoon. I don't know how it got in my fucking yard. <laughs> it was a whistling raccoon. Oh, the whistling that stalked my yard. Yeah, like part of me hopes to hear the whistle again. Yeah, because it's awfully weird that it happened for like months and then it just fucking stopped. Yeah. Um, but after hearing the shit under my deck. The mm-hmm. whistling is welcome. Yeah. I know. That's I mean, kind of like, not really. If somebody's listening and they're, you're fucking stalking me, like, don't. But Right. But, I mean, at least you were far enough away. You weren't under my deck. Oh, yeah. No, that's terrifying. But I get it. Yeah. So keep us updated on yeah. anything else that happens. Do you have any neighbor updates? No. Other than the fact that... Um, he wants to be your bestie one day and ignores you the next. Yeah. Fucking weirdo. He was, the school bus came. My kids get dropped off at the driveway. The school bus came to drop Dexter off. And so he was coming up behind the school bus. So he had to stop behind them. And he looked over at me and I waved. And then like a he good neighbor looked forward. And when the school bus drove off, he drove off. And I was like, okay, never mind. You know, don't borrow my shit. <laughs> well, don't return it either. <laughs> I don't want that egg back. <laughs> don't give me Unless no you're scrambled give me some egg. of that delicious banana bread you made. I might. I don't know. It might be fucking poison. <laughs> yeah, roofied. Yeah. Oh, growls. We'll be RB. We'll be right back with another true crime story. Ooh, yeah. Named Walter Collins. Have you heard of him? He's missing. How would I have heard of him? I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's fucked up. He's missing from a long time ago. So, on March 10th of 1928, Walter Collins, a California boy, and his mother, Christine, she gave him money to go to the cinema, and he never returned. To the cinema? To the cinema. To the moving picture screen. <laughs> Reports <laughs> of possible sightings flooded in from across the state. San Francisco, Oakland, and the town of Glendale, where a petrol station attendant claimed to have seen him in the backseat of a car wrapped in newspaper from the neck down. Whoa. But in August that year, there was a breakthrough. A child who identified himself as Walter Collins had handed himself into authorities in the Midwestern state of Illinois. The boy's discovery was a victory for the Los Angeles Police Department because they had come under fire for corruption recently before this and incompetency in the recent years. The previous December, they had failed to stop the grisly murder of a 12-year-old kidnapping for ransom victim Marion Parker. 
Hmm. So they had some bad press on them. Clearly. And so they were like, oh my God, we found the kid, solved the case, we're good. But then when the child was brought back to California at Christine Collins' expense, the single mother looked at him and uttered the now infamous words, I do not think that this is my son. Oh my God. Oh my God. Eager to see the case brought to a swift conclusion... Los Angeles police insisted that they had found Walter Collins. The boy had a vague story about being the victim of an abduction, which they used to explain the difference in his appearance. Oh, no. (laughs) That's not how that works. (laughs) As the Los Angeles Times reported on August 19th, 1928, quote, not only was the youth's body sadly emaciated and his face drawn, but his mind had been affected. According to officers who examined him, apparently the result of harrowing experiences he had been subjected to by his kidnapper. Despite her doubts, Christine was persuaded to, as investigator J.J. Jones reportedly said, try the boy out. Like a shoe? <laughs> yeah. Just like, try it on just, for size Just try it out. Maybe, maybe you'll believe this is your son. Wow. After just three weeks under Jones's convenient fiction, a distraught Christine Collins returned to authorities armed with dental records and a troop of her friends that supported her insistence that this child, while similar looking to her son, was an imposter. Once again, she was shut down. Quote, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you trying to do? Make fools of all of us? Jones, the investigator, said. And then he said... Or are you trying to shirk your duty as a mother and have the state provide for your son? You are the most cruel-hearted woman I've ever known. I will castrate your bitch ass. Oh, my God. Yeah. For her claims, police committed Christine Collins to Los Angeles County General Hospital's psychiatric ward for five days. What the fuck? Days after she was released, Walter, the new kid, finally told the truth. Now, this is a picture of her real son, which I will post. Mm -hmm. And this is a picture of the kid that came and said he was her son. No. So it is, it's similar, but a mother is going to fucking know what her kid looks like. I would, I would never in a million years be like, "Eh, maybe. (laughs) Maybe that's my kid. I don't know. Possibly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Never. Let me try him out. They don't even look like they could be cousins. I think they definitely do. Oh, I don't. But... Because if you look, the nose is very similar. So it looks like a little boy nose. Everything is very similar, but it's a very like pointed nose. I don't, I don't see it. But I'll post it and see what you guys think. So after an investigation by a handwriting expert concluded that the child found in Illinois was not Walter Collins. Imagine that. So then the boy wrote a confession. He said, quote, I am not Walter Collins. My name is Billy Fields. I said I was Walter Collins because I wanted to get into the movies in Los Angeles. Oh. But the name was still false. The boy was ultimately identified as Arthur Hutchins, a 12-year-old runaway and juvenile criminal from the state of Iowa. Oh, my God. What a mess. (laughs) Hutchins' ploy started when a diner in an Illinois cafe mistook him for the missing boy from California. Eager to start a new life in Hollywood and escape a difficult relationship with his stepmother, the child played along. Before being taken to Los Angeles to be reunited with Christine Collins, he received a number of letters from her via police. It was those that gave him the information to pull off the ruse. It was those letters. He, like, studied them. What a fucking mess. Yeah. 
According to the Chicago Tribune, when later asked about duping the kidnapped child's mother, he said, she was nice to me and it's fun to be somebody you aren't. Oh my God. So once Hutchinson's identity was exposed, Christine Collins demanded justice for her false imprisonment. A court ultimately ruled in her favor and Jones was ordered to pay her $10,800. He never ended up handing over the money because he's a dick. Oh my. And he's probably if you guys could now. see my face right now, I'm ready to like punch Mandy's phone. I was like, punch me? Why? What'd I do? Her phone that she's getting her information from. <laughs> I'm so mad at this story right now. I hate your phone right now. I, this is infuriating. Thank God this is the 1920s because I would fly to LA and like blow up the police station. Oh my God. What a bunch of assholes. These fucking incompetent douchebags. <laughs> Let's see. As the bizarre imposter story unfolded, police unearthed a serial killing case, which they believed may hold the truth about what happened to the real Walter Collins. A man named Gordon Stewart Northcott and his mother, Sarah Louise Northcott, were being investigated for abducting, abusing, and killing young boys at their poultry ranch in what came to be known as the Wineville Chicken Coop Murders. Even this... Just keeps getting better. <laughs> this is just <laughs> fucking terrible. Oh my god, I'm laughing because I don't know what to do. <laughs> I know we sound like super Assholes. like horrible people, but oh my god. So despite denials by her son that Walter Collins was among their victims, Sarah Louise Northcott confessed to killing the boy and was sentenced to life in prison. Her account was corroborated by her son's nephew, who claimed to have been coerced into being an accomplice in the murder. Gordon Stewart Northcott was ultimately convicted and executed for the killings of the three other boys, an unidentified Mexican national and brothers Lewis and Nelson Winslow, aged 12 and 10. Unlike those cases, there was no physical evidence of Walter Collins' death found at the Wineville Ranch. No belongings, no traces, no grave, no body. Sarah Northcott also retracted her statement later. This gave Christine Collins hope. And according to the Los Angeles Times, she spent the rest of her life looking for her son. She died in 1964 at the age of 75. No sign of Walter Collins has ever been found. Now. Oh my God. So that's the main story. Now this. So Clark Northcott. Uh huh. He was the nephew of Gordon Northcott. And Gordon abducted him from his family. And he forced him to help him dismember and murder these kids. Oh, my God. So when Clark decided to come forward to the police uh-huh. and tell them, like, no, he really did kill him. I was supposed to help him with this or whatever. Right. Um, Gordon and his mother, Sarah, they fled to Canada, but they ended up being arrested near Vernon, British Columbia on September 19th of 1928. Clark testified at Sarah Louise's sentencing that Northcott had kidnapped, molested, beaten, and killed three young boys with the help of his mother and Clark himself. Clark also testified about the murder of a fourth young man, a Mexican citizen, after which Northcott had forced Clark to help dispose of the victim's head by burning it in a fire pit and then crushing the skull. Northcott stated that he left the headless body by the side of the road near Puente because he had no other place to put it. Oh my God. He stated that quicklime was used to dispose of the remains and that the bodies were buried on the ranch. 
So authorities found three shallow graves at the ranch, which were exactly where Clark had stated that they were. It was found, however, that these graves did not contain complete bodies, but only parts of bodies. During testimony from both Clark and his sister, Jessie, it was learned that the bodies had been dug up by Northcott and his mother on the evening of August 4th, 1928, a few weeks before Clark was taken into protective custody. They had taken the bodies out to a deserted area where they were most likely burned in the night. The complete bodies were never recovered. So there's three graves and they already said that the Mexican national child that they took, they disposed of that body somewhere else. Right. So the only other two they knew were the siblings, right? Right. So that third one could have very well been Walter Collins. Mm -hmm. Evidence found in the graves consisted of 51 parts of human anatomy. Those silent bits of evidence of human bones and blood have spoken and corroborated testimony of living witnesses. This evidence enabled authorities to conclude that Walter Collins, the two Winslow brothers, and the unidentified fourth victim had all been murdered. The body parts that were found, coupled with the testimony of Clark, resulted in a death sentence for Gordon Northcott and life imprisonment for Sarah Northcott. Now, Wineville, after this happened, Mm -hmm. changed its name to Miraloma on November 1st of 1930, in large part because of the negative publicity surrounding the murders. Wow. The new cities of Eastvale and Jerupa Valley took different parts of the area of Miraluma in 2010-2011. Wineville Avenue, Wineville Road, Wineville Park, and other geographic references provide reminders of the community's former name. Wow. Clark returned to Saskatoon, where city records indicate that he died on June 20th of 1991. He was buried in the Saskatoon Woodlawn Cemetery on August 26, 1993. So, this poor kid was like, if you don't want me to do this to you, you have to help me dismember these kids. No kidding. Yeah. God, oh my God, that's such a fucked up so, story. it's almost 100% sure that he's buried there with them. Yeah. That Walter's there. But it's an unsolved case because they were never able to prove that. Right. You know? It makes you wonder, like, God, if only, like, technology could, like, if only time travel. You know what I mean? I know. God. I know. And you could stop that shit, you know, or... Or if you could take, like, today's technology and go back in time and prove. Right. And if he if he took that one kid and didn't bury him on the property, he left him somewhere else to, you know, decompose or whatever. Right. How do you know that he only killed the four people? Right. You know? Just because they buried the three there doesn't right. mean that there weren't more. Because the third grave, because there was no evidence to prove any of it because it was just parts body parts mm-hmm. everywhere mm-hmm. so and without like dna they had no way of saying it was only two bodies there could have been more kids too they just weren't buried on the property that's what i'm saying like it who knows how yeah. many and before he ended up kidnapping his nephew to help him with this he could have buried him other kids somewhere else on the property you know they i was literally just thinking that i told them that he told he them knew. that there were three graves here yeah but oh what i'm not telling you is there could be 30 <laughs> over there well yeah like they could be everywhere but clark wouldn't know that if he hadn't been taken from his uncle yet you know what i mean what disgusts me even more i mean 
on a different level of disgust, not not murder disgust, but on a human level, what really fucking is like really getting to me right now is the fact the police department. Right. They're like, I'm going to change the town name because of we're getting bad publicity. Well, you're fucking horrible human beings. Right. I'm going to take a child and make you just accept that this is your kid because I can't do my job. Oh, yeah. And they were only doing it because they had already failed in another case and a 12-year-old was killed. Right. And then you're going to be like, you're a shitty mom. This kid that's clearly not yours is not yours. Yeah. They put her in an an asylum. asylum. Yeah. And because she said that wasn't her kid. like That's fucked up. Thank God she was only in there for five days. But... You know, she's living in her house with this kid that she knows is not her kid. And that's just insane to me. Like, and I then mean, he was like, just try it out. He's like, try it out. What the fuck is wrong with you? Just it's try my, him out. Right. It's not my fucking kid. Yeah. How about you try my foot in your ass? What the right. hell is wrong with you? Right. I mean, like any mother would not know her fucking kid. Oh, well, maybe it is him. Maybe it's just me. Like, yeah, let me let me just give it a second. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no. Because he was gone for like five months before this kid came along. Because he went, Walter went missing in March, and this kid came along in August. You're still going to know who your kid is in five months. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's not like it was 50 years and you needed DNA tests. So this kid was like emaciated when he came to her. Mm -hmm. So it's like, maybe he looks different because he was, you know, starved by whoever took him, his captor or whatever. Right. But not only but that, you still, you still if it as was a mom, no. Not only that, if it was her kid, he'd be like, "Mommy!" Like when he saw her, yeah. Like there's, you would know, yeah. The kid, he'd be like, "Finally, fucking my mom." You know what I mean? Right. And another thing that really gets me about this is obviously when all of this came, you know, to the forefront, she now knows about the Wineville chicken coop murders. Right. And she's probably following it. So she's hearing that these kids were chopped up. Yeah. And of course you don't want to believe that was your son. Even though Clark and the mom said he was one of them. I can't even imagine. And so now the only thing that kept her going was that they couldn't prove it was him. And so she spent the rest of his life, her life, looking for him. Which is so fucking sad. Because you know, deep down in her mind, she knows... Oh my god, my son was like butchered by this fucking animal. Yeah. And I believe she went and like watched him hang. I would watch his execution. Mm-hmm. So this, there's a movie about this. Is there? There is. And I didn't know anything about the movie really. It stars Angelina Jolie. Ooh. It's called The Changeling. I've heard of that movie. So Danny and I, I think it was like one of our anniversaries, like early, early on, and Timmy was like five or something. He was like really young, and we went to we went to a hotel and we our room had like a hot tub in it, mm-hmm. like not in the bathroom, like where you could watch TV and stuff while you're in the hot tub. And I'm like, well, let's watch The Changeling. It's a new movie I want to see by Angelina Jolie or with Angelina Jolie. And we're watching this movie, and Timmy is like a young little boy, and I'm watching it, and I'm like. Oh my god, why did we watch this? This is horrible. <laughs> and all I wanted to do was go home because I was like, It makes oh. you miss your it kid. It was so scary. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, 
I mean, I didn't look into what the movie was about, clearly. I did not know it was based on a true story. Uh-huh. Any of that. Yeah. And it was just so fucking terrible. And I just wanted to go home. We didn't. I mean, we're like, okay. You got over let's, it. Let's get over it. The movie's over. Let's, you know, whatever. Like, enjoy our night. But it was the worst. Oh, it was Valentine's Day. That's what it was. <laughs> it was the worst movie I could. I picked it. Right. But it's not like you know. I was like, Angelina Jolie, okay, we'll check it out. Right. You know. She's in it. It's going to be a blockbuster. It was, yeah. No one would pick her for a shitty movie. But it was horrible. I mean, it was well acted, which was worse because it made it so real, you know? Yeah. And it was just, oh my God, it's just the worst thing that could happen to anybody. And, you know, she never had her son again. It's just the worst fucking thing I can imagine. Yeah. I hate when when that happens. You know, I mean, it's not obviously a comparison, but like you're watching something and you're like, oh my God, I need to go like squeeze my child and never let go. I <laughs> yeah, cannot, that's exactly what it was I like. I could never imagine, like my heart just like breaks for people who have like missing children. Yeah, I mean, that, that shit happens to real people like way murdered, too often. You know, things like that. I, I just can't. Right. That's every parent's biggest fear is you know, something happening to, to their, their child. Kid. Yeah. Dude, it's so fucked up. Oh, what I was going to say is, um, so when Timmy was probably in like... He's 20 right now, by the way, just for reference. Yeah, so this is probably when he was like 10 years old or so. Mm-hmm. You know, we lived in a very like family-friendly neighborhood, and they the kids were just outside constantly, and they were always... Well, there was a story going around our neighborhood that there was... I don't remember if it was a... I think they said it was a van, like a white van. Of course it was a white van. I know creeper van but this man this was really happening at the time he was pulling up to kids and telling them your mom was in an accident she sent me here to pick you up and as soon as i heard that news story because that was right in our area Mm -hmm. i told him about and that's the one good thing about him is like you can give him a warning and he like heeds it Mm -hmm. you know and as soon as i told him that he was like okay you know like anyone comes up and tells you i'm hurt even if, let's say, it was real and you didn't know, still don't go with them. Right. You know what I mean? And it's I not don't, your family member, and you luckily, don't go. you know, from what I remember, no kids fell for it. They just were running back to their parents and telling them what happened. Thank God. Like, shit like that happens all the time. And at least now, I mean, they, they seem to have caught him pretty quickly, but that's because Clark came forward and was like, is my uncle and my, yeah. you know, and his mom. But... You, they didn't have like DNA evidence back then and stuff. Now, now that it's they, a little bit easier to track people if they're that out in the open and stupid. You know, there's mm-hmm. cameras everywhere, social media. Yeah, so it's a little bit it, easier. But and the population is much denser, so word of mouth travels a lot faster. Right. As well. But the scary thing is, there's still people just like that out there right now trying to hunt down kids. Yep. And it is the internet doesn't help. Yep. In some cases, it does. In some, it makes it worse. Yep. That fucking dark web needs to be blown up. I mean, it's just so scary to have kids. <laughs> it is. It's terrifying. And then you read a story like that and you're like, this is the fucking most terrifying thing that could ever happen. And then there's the flip side. God, I hope my kid doesn't turn out like that. Oh, that is certainly a flip side. Mm-hmm. What a nightmare. Yeah. As a parent. Mm-hmm. That's like um, when I was younger. Remember MSNBC? Mm-hmm. So I was obsessed with it because they I always... I love how she says remember like it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, remember... Well, so 
the stuff that they used to show on MSNBC turned into court TV and then it turned into something else. But back in the day, almost 24-7, MSNBC was showing serial killer shit. It was awesome. Oh, really? Now yeah. it's just news. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. So the old MSNBC. I got you, I guess. So it was that channel... I would watch it all the time. Now it's like true TV. Yeah, right, exactly. Or ID or whatever. Uh-huh. So back in the day, they always showed serial killer shit. And I watched Charles Manson interviews. I watched Jeffrey Dahmer interviews. Yeah. I watched I was like obsessed with it. So I watched an interview with Jeffrey Dahmer and his dad. And his dad said that he had the same thoughts and feelings as Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. So how did you let it get to the point that it got to? Right. Like, be a fucking man. Recognize that he's the same as you, but he's probably going to act on it. Right. You know? You were able to stop yourself. You could have taught him how to not be a fucking serial killer. Right. (laughs) I don't even know why I brought that up, but that came from somewhere. But I don't remember where I was going with it. It'll pop back into your brain. I know. We were talking about that earlier where we're like, oh, and then you can't remember like what you were going to say about it. But anyway, there's just so many sick freaks out there. And I hate to say it so, like, harshly. I don't. It's horrible. And it's terrifying. And when you're raising kids in a world like that, it's just, like, my kids think I'm so overprotective. And they want to go and do stuff. Now, my parents, looking back, I'm like, you gave me way too much freedom. But you know what? It was, every generation is different, though. It was and it wasn't, though. There's still your constants. Like, you still have your solids. Like, there's still serial killers. There's still this. There's still that. But accessibility and frequency changes. So, I feel like with every generation, it snowballs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, our grandkids are going to be fucked. Our great-grandkids, God forbid, like, it's... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, things didn't happen the way... Things didn't happen for us the way that they happened for our parents and and vice versa going back. But going forward, it's going to be like it's worse for our kids and it's going to be worse for their kids and so on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just feel like it's a generational thing. Well, but to the point that my friends and I would be riding our bikes around my neighborhood while there was like a sick child freak on the loose with... With flyers of his face posted on every stop sign in my neighborhood. But it's just us. There's no adult with us. We're just fucking roaming the neighborhood. We're going to the fucking park. Mm-hmm. We're going in the creek. I mean, Going to all the hidden places all, that yeah. you shouldn't be. No one knows. Because yeah. then it legit was like, you came home at dinner time. And then that was it. And you just got to roam. Which, in one way, is cool. You know, and kids need more of that. But at the same time, like, there was this guy in our neighborhood... When um, my sisters and I were younger and we would walk to the pool and he would always come up to us. He was he was off. Clearly he was mm-hmm. off and he definitely lived with his mom and in the basement <laughs> <laughs> or in her bed. I mean, the, who knows the situation? Like it was very, it very, was one of those. It was very, very odd. But he while we were walking to the the pool, he would always try and get us to come to his house so he could give us bikes to ride to the pool. No, thanks. And it was like, like a, here's first my of all, free candy van. We're, yeah, we're kids. We have our own bikes, but we're walking to the pool. Now, the person on this flyer, like a year later or whatever, his, the sketch looked a lot like him. Oh, 
God. And then after a while, we just didn't see him anymore. And because he was arrested at first, like <laughs> everyone knew he was like, you know, he had maybe severe autism or severe some something and he seemed very nice. But yet you don't ask young girls to come to your house because you have bikes to give them. No. And luckily, like, he Even never pursued it off, past You don't that. ask people that. Yeah. Like, he never pursued it past that. Come here, that. kids. Come to my house. There was also a man that was a um, convicted child sex offender. Mm-hmm. And he was caught many times. He drove a minivan that said, like, number one dad. That's what his, his license plate said. And he was caught outside of the elementary schools parked while the kids were being released. I feel like I heard about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That was in my neighborhood also. Pretty sure I heard about that one, yeah. And so it's almost like I, mean, I grew up in the 70s. Like, and your like, neighborhood was right barely, there and like <laughs> you know, removed from mine. Yeah. We so, were like two miles away from each other. So, but God, then I gross. just had like free reign of the neighborhood. My Anything mom, could have happened, and I thank God it didn't. Ride my bike all the time across Route 50. Yeah, and I that's was so dangerous. I would never let my kids do that. All the time, I would either be up at Franklin Farms or over in Greenbrier. Yeah, I walked to Fair time. Lakes all the time. I yeah, walked, I mean, I walked to the you know shopping center in my neighborhood, like all of it. Yeah, uh, I was all over the fucking place on my bike, and my mom was like, "Okay." Yeah. As long as I came and it's like, oh my God, I would never let my kids do as that. As long ever. as as long as I didn't go by myself. But what is twelve year old me and twelve year old Nicole gonna do? Right. But either way, they can say that, but you leave your house by yourself and you're like, I'm meeting up with my friends. They're like, Okay. They don't know that you're actually meeting up with your friends. Well, I'd be like, Me and Nicole are gonna ride to Giant. My mom would be like, which one? I'd be like, oh, Greenbrier. She'd be like, be careful crossing fifty. Yeah. <laughs> I like, know. I'm crossing this is a six lane fucking highway, mind you. Yeah. Just for our listeners, you know. Yeah, it's six no lane joke. My kids highway. would never fucking be able to do that. No. And to go to the other giant, I had to ride up a long uh, fucking parkway. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So I was doing, like, I was um, doing one of my clients' hair the other day, and I was going to cut her daughter's hair while she was processing. And she's like, oh, she's coming up on her own. And I was like, oh, okay. She said, yeah, she's going to ride her bike here. So I assume she lived in the neighborhood. And she's like, yeah, I'm sure she already left. We live down by the mall. The fuck? By the mall. Which is like and, a good like seven miles. And she she just rides her bike down Route 50 to get to here. So people and I'm can like, um, kidnap her? I know. I'm like, or like she could cross like. 66? Uh, yeah, major intersection and get hit or something. But I'm thinking, like... Someone could jump you're off okay. of Interstate 66, grab her, and hop back on, and you're just like, she's on her way on her bicycle. Yeah, she's like, she's riding her bike. And I was thinking, I'm like, oh, okay. I said, yeah, a lot of people in the neighborhood do that or something. And she's like, no, we live we live by the mall. And I'm like, oh, you're a terrible mom in by my head. what mall? <laughs> yeah. I mean... I was How just, old was her kid? She's probably like 12. Bad mom. Yeah. Bad, agreed. bad 100%. mom. 100%. I was freaking I'm out I'm sorry for if you're her. listening, but you're a terrible mother. And when she, when her kid got there, I was like, oh, thank God, you're fine. Be like, throw your bike in the back of mommy's car and right. ride home with her. And then at my house, we moved to a new place and we have no sidewalks. My kids are like, when can we ride our bikes? And I'm like, never. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, your bike riding days are over. You can <laughs> skip 
You can play in the, in the backyard <laughs> as long as I can see you at all times. <laughs> I mean, I'm just obviously every parent is so afraid of something happening with their kids, but I guess because of the internet and we see everything that happens in it's the like, whole world. It's we're either like, like you get too much information yeah. or not enough. And either way, it's overload. Right. Like I want my kids to be like recluses in my house and never leave. <laughs> but yeah. I know that's not realistic. But at the same time, they're like, can we just go to the pond? And I'm like, our neighborhood is all woods and I don't trust it at all. Where I lived in the fucking woods as a kid. Yep. Like during the day, I was in the creek all the fucking time. But again... For our generation, things were bad, but now they're worse. You know what I mean? It's well, like things get a little bit worse with each generation. The moral of the story is keep your little babies as close to you as possible. Don't let them do anything without being in your, your line of vision. Shove them back into your womb <laughs> and protect them forever. Lock them or chain them to their bed if you have to. Do whatever you do. Keep them safe. But don't let them become serial killers. Or weird. Yeah, that's true, too. Control what they watch on the internet. You know what, guys? Just don't have kids. <laughs> and then your life will be, like, a lot less terrifying. Because <laughs> once you have kids, it is terrifying. The world is so much more uh, scary when you have kids. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. On so many different planes. Oh, my gosh. It doesn't even it doesn't so, ever stop. Keep your kids safe. And keep- don't have them if you have any. <laughs> Because our warning. You're just going to be a fucking mess forever. <laughs> yeah. It never goes away. Yeah. Anywho, catch you next Have time. a good night. Twisted